Hi, this is uh, Tony Silva. And Charles Wiz. And this is episode 17 of uh, Two Teachers Talking, our last of the year. And our uh, Christmas uh, episode, where Charles and I get together to talk about teaching uh, good ideas, bad ideas, and things that just uh, baffle us. And uh, things that other people often don't talk about. Uh, Today we're talking about... um, Kind of brass tacks uh, about spreadsheets. A truly we, exciting topic. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, a lot of drudgery. But uh, with grading coming up, we thought it would be a, a good time to talk about that kind of thing and uh, how we use uh, spreadsheets in, in our grading, getting that last bit of paperwork done. Yeah, actually, it's not in the last bit of paperwork getting done. I use them throughout the year. Mm. Mm. But also, please, everybody notice we are not saying Excel. Excel is the name for the Microsoft (coughs) spreadsheet. Different kinds of spreadsheet programs are Excel, Pages, um, Open Office, and LibreOffice Calculator, right? Uh, Numbers. Numbers. It's numbers, not pages. Shows you how much I need (laughs) to get focused here. Pages is the word processor one, right? So you did, yeah, the uh, numbers, sorry. Exactly. So you have Excel and numbers. Right. And it's the open source things were the right. Other ones the open you source ones are Open Office and mm-hmm. LibreOffice Calc, and both of those are um, directly openable and uh, saveable as Excel compatible spreadsheets. Yes, right? yes, yes. And as is all, numbers. And the Open Office and LibreOffice are free downloads for Mac and Windows machines. So we're not being Mac heads here. Right, and uh, the the uh, it's it's worth mentioning that the the Excel format is very important because nine times out of ten, I almost go I'll go on a limb and say ten times out of ten, um, if your university has anything any um, request for data in terms of a spreadsheet, it's going to be Excel. Same way that it's always going to be Word. a Word document, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can use all these other tools, and all of them will save data and export data to uh, the Excel format, so you're not. Uh, out on a limb by using anything else. Right. By the way, talking about formats, did I tell you that the other day I got I got a file in JTD or something? Uh, I'll get some. I'll get some stuff like that. It's like amazing. You know what that is? You know what JTD is? Mm-hmm. It's Ichitado. <clears throat> and for those of you who have been in Japan a long time, since the <laughs> beginning of the computer revolution, Ichitado was a, one of the original like Japanese word processors, right? Yeah. Yeah. And can yeah. you imagine somebody actually sending a file to like the entire university in like that format? I, I've, I've got something. I've gotten something equally as odd in, as recently as like the last year, and you know, always at the end of the year, and you're really too busy to figure it out. But I really wanted it. It's like talk to the kids. Like, what are you using, man? What right. are you doing? Okay, so you can <clears> tell <throat> this is a podcast done by geeks because we can actually discuss file formats and actually get enthusiastic (laughs) (laughs) so before we get too far down the road on the uh, on the topic um just a a few follow-up things um talk a little bit about uh, some listener response Mm. um and uh, a couple of people uh one uh, you know uh, one uh, of our listeners that responded a couple of times uh rebecca and um hi rebecca had, yeah and uh <laughs> she had uh, she supplemented our discussion about uh, the cvs that we received and like how horrified we were there's things that some people send in and she uh recounted once having received a a cv in the mail that in which the envelope was sealed with a band-aid wow i, wonder, <laughs> yeah, I, I read that i couldn't i, I didn't yeah. believe that yeah i, I was mean, like well, okay 
what how, how do you see this yeah, in right. cha- enhancing your chances for a job here and you know, this is this is the face you want to put onto the world huh that's you. exactly it right i mean uh, 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 what huh <laughs> And she, and she had some interesting ideas for topics and things. Talk right, about but, the increase, yes. you know, with you know budget crunches all around the world, um, we, uh, the increased number of um, problem kids, developmentally challenged kids, kids with you know with special needs that end up in regular classrooms. And I think probably something we can talk about somewhere down the road. Okay, and another uh, kind of a I don't know. I'm a little jealous myself, actually. Um, uh, Mary in Kyoto, who uh, had a uh, job interview on the weekend and uh, the day before on the Friday, she um, you know just kind of casually just you know, stumbled over on our page and downloaded the uh, episode on interviews and listened to the podcast to say, "Oh, this is great." She went in the next day and she got herself a full time job. Okay, so listen to our podcast and then get a job well, I guess I should be listening instead of making it I don't know no, I don't never listen to them so maybe that's why I can't get any jobs either <laughs> maybe we should listen to these things I guess I so but and, uh, congratulations about getting a job after listening to our podcast yeah Mary, and, congrats it's, it, sounds like, it sounds like a pretty good one too it sounded, it sounded yeah. nice and I know I had a little bit of informal feedback from people that they they found the interview um, podcast interesting because everyone has interview experiences Oh yeah, everyone's got stories. <laughs> We've all got stories. We've all got stories. Um and uh, just a, a, a we'll probably we'll mention it again at the at the end, but um we do have uh, a small number of uh Dropbox uh promo codes uh for people so for some free Dropbox storage uh which are free for the asking. All you've got to do is uh, send us an email. Uh, we'll mention that at, at the end again when we give the, the email address. Okay. And for those of you who are not familiar with Dropbox, Dropbox is a backup file synchronization um, application, basically, that you can put onto Mac or Linux or Windows, your iPad, your iPhone, your Android phone, your yeah, it's a, Nexus 7. Yeah, it's, it's, online store, it's online storage. You can put anything up there. Uh, it's good for backups and uh, synchronization, yeah, formats for everything. Synchronization, you... Get but your stuff wherever you are. That's right. You can always access your files. Don't need a USB stick anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's actually a good way to think about it, right? Mm. It's, like, it's like a magic USB stick. Right. I love it. Yeah. Actually, everybody I know who uses it loves it. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's so popular. It's almost universal. I it, I don't can't imagine that there's well anyway. So yeah, if it's you've wonderful. used it, it you'll want to try it to works. get in our free giveaway. And if you haven't, it's one of those things that you definitely want to try because once you've tried it, it's like a toothbrush. You will never give it up. Yep. Okay. Okay, so, spreadsheets. Great. Have we plugged everything we need to plug? I think so. All right. So now we're talking about spreadsheets. Right. In general, which kind of grading and how we do it. And so, but here's my question, Tony, um, that we were talking before is, how, what kind of assumptions do we want to make about how much people know? Huh, so, I mean, me. I want to I want to ask ask for a show of hands of how many people are familiar with, uh, you know, using spreadsheets. But that's well, kind it, of a stupid comment to make. Yeah, yeah this is this is like this, this is a familiar feeling, right? A week later. <laughs> so, what kind of assumptions do we want to make? Who is listening? Please raise your hand. For our listeners. <laughs> Um, it's really, uh, that's really hard. Um, we, we, we talked about it. We thought about it. It's like, well, let's kind of assume that 
we kind of aim for people who aren't using spreadsheets well and then we said well how many people who are listening to this podcast don't already use spreadsheets for their grades and things is that a is it anybody is it a big number is it a small number and we we're kind of at a loss and here we are on a saturday right with the (laughs) age-old teaching question right yeah where where to aim where's the target where's the goldilocks point right Right. So okay. I, yeah. So I guess we're at the point where people, either for people who, um, for one reason or another, are not using spreadsheets for their for their grading and, and attendance and tracking and things like that, or um, people who are maybe using using them but not that comfortable or not feeling that they're that useful or they're not somehow these things aren't working well for them. So uh, maybe get some ideas on how to to speed up that flow or make it. Uh, fit a little better for the for the way that you work. Right, and if there are any power users out there and people have really good tips, um, please send them in so that we can share them with people. That, yeah, it would be because very I'm always much looking for great tips because I do not want to go online and read about stuff. I'm so yeah, I guess we yeah anymore. I guess we're going to be bouncing all over the place. We're going to be having like really basic things, and there may be a couple of things in here that are, um, you know, kind of at the, at the higher end things that that just might be a little bit confusing. So. Okay. Apologies, but kind of start from the general, the main philosophical point, which we've talked about before, yeah. is that um, the difference I think is that you're kind of um, improvising through the semester, correct? Yeah, and uh, and what, what I was going to say is, well, you know, the, even step, just a half step back from that is like, well, it's it's uh, December, and the semester is almost over. Um, is it too late? Because uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> because uh-huh. as 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 we as you pointed out, it's like you um, integrate um, the spreadsheet with a totally ongoing thing, and you the way that you work, I think if I if I understand correctly, pretty much make me look have, good, Tony. Make me look. Have good. it all ready to go at the beginning of <laughs> the semester before away. the before the first day of class, and you hit the ground running with a uh, uh, everything set in place. Correct. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, the only, there's only, I might add an extra column for an assignment, but basically, right, you know, because all the schools I work at require us in the syllabus to state how we grade, and I never want to deviate from that. Mm. Unless, of course, some, you know, I have to deviate because of something that occurs in the classroom, for example, but then I inform the students. But basically, yeah, I I use this, um, this, Spreadsheet every week. Grades get entered automatically each week. Um, if sometimes I'll even enter grades quickly while students are on an activity. But yeah, I have a, a spreadsheet that's pretty much prefigured with enough room to improvise. And uh, yeah, and I, on the other hand, um, going back to our last hypocritical issue, it's like, oh yeah, my universities also require us to submit um, syllabi with um, our, our grading and so forth and so on. And I, on the other hand, have no hesitation whatsoever to completely deviate from what I put on those pieces of paper. Um, and uh, I, I, the, and the reason for that is that with, we talked, this is another episode that, that we've already, that's already in the can, um, involve those things, me giving the students a lot of control. So on the first day of class, first weeks of class, uh, go through and let the students decide what they're going to be graded on and so forth and so on. So there's no way for me to do that in the in the November of the previous year. But um, regardless of, you know, aside from the, the reasons for it, um, you, you begin with a pretty much formula set in place. I kind of ad-lib 
in free form as I as I go along. Um, but in terms of the you know actually making the spreadsheet, um, we won't. Yeah, there's no way around it. It's it's work intensive. In in the beginning, in the beginning, that's right. In the first, the first time that you do it, you can you can just maybe say to yourself, "This is way too much work." You know, especially especially if your university doesn't give you uh, digital data. If you've got to manually input names and uh, student numbers and whatever data that you think is important, Mm. whether major or year or or whatever they might be, or later, you know, photographs, if, if, if that's what you're going to do. So, um, yeah, it's maybe for grading, it might be too late, but but maybe not. You know, if you if you still have access to um, the a, a spreadsheet from the university with the names and the, the, the uh, student numbers, um, I would say no. You can, you can still make this work. And... Well, let me just interrupt mm, for a cool. second. I found that even if the schools don't give you the digital um, rosters, mm-hmm. you can usually go in with the USB stick to the education mm-hmm. office, the Kyomuka people, and ask them to give you that. Ah, and cool. They will actually do it a lot of the time. I, I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the I think, Tony, your point is it's, it's already mid-December, right? Right. Okay, so most people are going to start doing their grades end of January. Mm-hmm. And I guess a good way to figure out is that if you if you usually spend um, more than ninety seconds to from anywhere from ninety seconds onward using a calculator to figure out a student's grade, mm. then start entering your your data into a spreadsheet now. Mm. Because yeah. imagine if you have just a hundred students, you're a hundred times ninety seconds, right? Because mm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to imagine it would be. Put the score in, put the score in, put the score in, put the score in, div- equals, then divide by to get your average score. And then, but let's actually move back a little bit for a second. You, I think, and most teachers I know, give different kinds of weighting for different parts of the class, correct? Right, right, right. We're teaching a class. So one thing you have to figure out is that you're going to give X percent of your grade is going to be made of participation, maybe a small part is made or a large part is made of attendance. Once you have those kinds of weights, there's no question, I think, that even at this point in time, it makes sense to enter in the grades into a spreadsheet. You, yes, I would agree. I'm just if trying you, to imagine. If you're, let's say, right, if you're doing you anything other than students. like, yeah, if you're doing anything other than just like totaling numbers of points, which right. is the way a lot of people grade, right? So that, if you're doing anything else, um, it's hard to argue against the spreadsheet. Right. Plus, you also have to double enter again. You have to enter right. each number two to three times to make sure that there was no addition errors, right? Yes. So I think I would say, no matter what, do it now. And also, it'll get you ready for next year and save you a lot of pain. Right. And that's, yeah, that's, that's basically the, 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 the summation of what we're talking about here is like from the beginning. It really, if you do it from the beginning, it saves you unimaginable amounts of work. Really well, helpful. Yeah, yeah. And the best way to describe it is that uh, we've talked about this, I think, where you, you, uh, you see people in the teachers' rooms with their calculators, right? <clears throat> yeah. And I never do that. When I enter that last grade for the student, <clears throat> the grade is kicked out. Yeah, you've, done. Got, you've, you've done just, your grading basically before the semester begins. Yeah, but I'm the just formulas saying the and the weighting and all that. It's again, I would strongly suggest to people that there's just no reason not to use a spreadsheet. Right. 
and the accuracy will far outweigh any accuracy that a human being can have. All by itself, that's that's a huge entering with a calculator. Right? Yeah, the error the error avoidance. Right, right. I mean, okay. that's just... Okay, so let's assume we've now convinced people okay. in our audience that even if you're not using a spreadsheet, you should use one, and okay. you should start now, especially right before vacation, so you yeah, have something a little bit to do over the two weeks that you have nothing to do. And um, How would you set it up? Well, well, before you choose either Excel, Pages, or one of the other um, apps that, that we discussed before, um, the, ones, uh, the, the open source ones are free. Right. And they're Excel compatible right out of the box. Um, they're not. And they that, look almost the same. Yeah, almost the same. They're pretty ugly, but they work. They work fine. Functionally, they're, they're so, great. LibreOffice is not so bad. And if you're going to claim that Excel looks pretty, I'm going to argue with you on that. That's a pretty cluttered interface. It's cluttered, but there's a lot. The details. It's cluttered, but pretty. Is that what you're going to argue? It's not for? pretty. It's not pretty, but it's not as ugly as the others. But they're not cluttered. But okay. they're ugly. All right. <laughs> they're ugly. <laughs> really yeah. ugly. Let's not go down this road. <laughs> Our next episode, cluttered and, then, and ugly. So an evaluation again, so you of make your, you make your choice on user your tool. interfaces. <laughs> you make your choice on your tool. And, okay. So you and can the use only, any of the them. Only, the keys the only actually make sure that when you save your files, there's a little save place and save it as an Excel, right? Which would be .xcl, right? Or XLC. What's what is the, the what is the what is the most recent iteration? It either be XLS or right the newer X- one, right? And uh, yeah, so you can you can either save as or even later on you can also always export as right. Um, which which with, with with ever of these um, tools that we're talking about, they all will ex- export to Excel. Right, um, and if you and don't have to export to Excel, then you don't have to worry. Then about you don't have to worry it. about it at all. In whatever file format the application of the software you're using. Yeah. And uh, and as we discussed before, the, o- the only other advantage, well, there are two, know, one is an advantage, one is just a difference, um, is that uh, pages, if you're doing it, again, at this point for this semester, I don't think it's worth it, but if you're doing it at the beginning of the semester, uh, pages will allow you to include photographs uh, of your students in the spreadsheet itself. Mm. Which can be can be an advantage depending and you know depending on how you work and and so forth. I think that's a good idea for taking attendance. Mm, it's, 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 I find it really helpful. Right, but I just it seems like a good point to mention that um, ahead of time is that I don't have even names of my students in my grading mm. spreadsheet. Mm. That's just a very cold calculating. I don't want to have any idea who the person is mm. when mm. the grades are being. You know, if I, when the grades are being calculated, right. I don't want to be changing my data. So, okay, so you have a variety of okay. So somebody so you decides your tool. they're going to start. They're going to decide they're going to use the spreadsheet. They download or they have one one of these applications programs. They open it up. What should they then do, Tony? Well, I, before you even open it up, I, th- I think that you really need to think a little bit, right? Think a bit, a little bit. You know, a little planning, even on a piece of paper. Um, what data is available? You know, we talked before, like what the school can give you, what you can provide, what you've got already. Um, can you can you download it from somewhere? Can you copy paste it from the USB stick that you got from Kiomica? Are you going to need to type everything in? How much how much information for this for this task? Okay, from now until you're doing your grades, how much data do you need? Um, do you 
need the name and the student number? Will one or the other suffice? Do you need to know the major? Is there anything else that you need? Um, simplicity pays off. You know, if you can, you know, especially now for grades at the end of the term. Again, you do it now. For next year, you, f you find out what you did wrong. You can do it right from the beginning. But this is, you know, can you, we're talking about grades, doing things in a fast, easy way. Okay. Um, I was just thinking, open it up first so you can take a look to see what it looks like. <clears throat> I'm assuming that there are some people who may have never really even taken a look or even spent a few mm. minutes. But you're right. You have to mm. figure out what data you want to enter and what data you can get. Right. And again, with the, with the idea of simplicity. Um, Keep it simple. Yeah. And, and exactly um, counter to that dictate, which I just, I just said myself, um, there are lots of other options, again, more complex options um, in terms of, for example, if you're going to keep uh, uh, this, a, a spreadsheet for your attendance, are you going to calculate your grades? You want to use that same spreadsheet to calculate your grades? Do you want to put mm -hmm. them on the same spreadsheet? Do you want two separate spreadsheets? Because then you can have two spreadsheets for the one class, and you can actually, uh, without too much difficulty, link the data from one to the other. So, for example, if you... And then this is the other part, you know, to think about in advance. Okay, there goes the simplicity. Right, right, exactly. And, and I'm, this is like for the, for the people who are using spreadsheets already, right? So, yeah. But, um, for example, you who want the... You almost need to do this, right? Because you're using a spreadsheet for your attendance where the photos are helpful. Yet, when you do your grades, you want no names and no photos. Right. So, how do you get that information from your attendance spreadsheet onto your grading spreadsheet? You kind of have to link them. Yeah, and for those people who don't understand what linking and li linking just means that you can, on a spreadsheet, you can put a cell, which is just the space where you enter the data, or a whole group of cells, and that they are basically getting their information from another spreadsheet. But it looks like it's part of the spreadsheet. So. If I have a spreadsheet with birthdays and I have a spreadsheet with the names of people, I can have the spreadsheet with the name. There's a place that says birthday that just goes and always looks at the spreadsheet that has birthdays. And it just brings that information into the spreadsheet. Would you accept if, that definition? Yes. And okay. uh, if, you, if, you, if you change it in one place, it magically gets changed in the other place too. That's right. Which is so, a big advantage, right? Yeah. So, yeah, linking is a real nice thing. For those of you who haven't started using Excel, don't worry about it. But once you discover it, ha-ha, <laughs> freedom. And, uh, yeah, and the, <laughs> okay. uh, the, the so, pages in Excel work a little bit differently this way too, right? So Excel is like one – it looks like one window. And then there's, on the bottom there are tabs that can give you the connected sheets, the sheets uh, with pages um, – sorry, with um, – Numbers. Numbers. Uh, all the different sheets kind of appear in the same window, um, graphically, a little more graphically, okay, kind of thing. So uh, you kind of decide how you want to arrange that or do that, what's going to be more useful for you that way. And remember, by the way, just let me interrupt, that it's a preliminary arrangement. It's your initial arrangement, and right. it's going to change and develop over time. And then you can yeah combine them and and take that data and do all kinds of things with it. Okay. And the other thing in um, setting up whatever you're going to do, you know, in terms of whether you're going to have like three criteria for your grade or whether it's going to be seven or eight, uh, what you're going to do with weighting, 
um, whether you know, even something simple like totaling points. Um, when you're setting it up to uh, make it fairly easily decipherable, not only for your own sanity at the end, um, when you're trying to figure out what this particular assignment may or may not have been. Again, this is not a problem for Charles, who's got everything set in advance, and I'm guessing fairly uniform. Um, but if you're if you're kind of going week to week and doing different things, well, okay, they were you gave them homework, which you didn't expect it. Are you going to count it for the grade or not? How much is it going to account? So forth and so on. Um, to label, you know, the the columns uh, of the of the particular event. Uh, clearly so that they make sense to you and also uh, that they make would make sense to an outside party uh, because oh, sorry yeah. go ahead uh, because you might need to later on explain or justify how you gave a grade to a, a student either to the student himself or herself mm-hmm. um, or to the institution or who you know in the case you in case you kick and some someone okay. uh, gains access to your records and needs to figure out what it is that you actually did. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I would just say you have to make sure that it's decipherable to you. And as long as you have enough information, for example, you can insert a comment into any cell or you name your columns or rows clearly that this was homework exercise one, page seventeen, and the date and how many points it's worth. Um, I'm the only person who needs to be able to understand it because nobody's going to look at my spreadsheets without me being there mm. so I can explain it. So that's what I was going I'm sorry, I was mm. interrupting with good, that. Good. As long as you can understand what you've done, mm. or at least you can sound as if you understand what you've done, you'll be okay. But I think that it's very hard, though, to number it and do it in a way that other people will clearly could look at your spreadsheet and figure everything out. That would be surprising to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, the, that comes from uh, a conversation with a, a full-time teacher uh, at a big university where uh, at the end of the term, uh, if there's some kind of question, the teacher, you know, part-time teachers, at many of them, many of us, um, escape the country, um, you know, soon after the last class, the administrator of the program will sometimes have a problem and issue and you need to give your information to the you know a student contest a grade when you're gone you're gone you're in hawaii or you're in thailand wherever you are um and you know the, the administrator asks for justification someone sends in a spreadsheet it's got to make sense to them you know it's a a, a big grid of x's and zeros with with unlabeled columns it may make perfect sense to you (laughs) is that i don't go away anymore for two months i understand i think that's a fair point then but you but you would be but you'd be the one stuck looking i'm the one therefore i did not say what i said all of you people make sure that your spreadsheets are completely decipherable to me but i think um that it's a good point is that if you keep it reasonably simple um and we can go into a little bit of detail. Should we go into a little bit of nitty gritty? Maybe go, how each of go, us go, sets go. up our yeah, sure, spreadsheet. Sure. So maybe that might help illustrate something for the audience. Yeah, yeah. Because the next thing I've got coming up is like a lot of like little hints in terms of things that you know people might not think about. But yeah, okay, this, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. The Let's first hint is never, never start in the first row. <laughs> <laughs> go down a couple of rows first when you start, because you're going to find yourself um, putting extra rows in later. But yeah, and you always can. By the way, is that you can. Um, you can put individual bits of information into every column and it's readable. And you just use simple 
simple English, and but strongly suggest, for example, if it's a single assignment, always have a date so that there should be one row in my spreadsheet, for example, will have the kind of assignment, right? The name of the assignment, for example, homework one, then it has the date, and then it has the points. And those are separate cells. Right. Right. And so just, you know, make sure you explain to yourself, right, that it's clear so you understand because you're going to have lots of rows after a while. Yeah. 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 Okay. So name things clearly. All right. Name things in a way that you understand what they are and that if an emergency, somebody else could decipher what you've done. Right. What else? One thing that uh, you might... uh, people might not do in, intuitively so you'll you'll have for example a column of um uh student numbers you'll have a uh, next column of the student names um oh by the way do you last names first names one column two columns charles oh 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 um when i do it it's usually two columns yeah see i i have done it in the past i i pretty much gone to one column just convenience and just speed but there's a real advantage to having two columns, right? Uh, the reason is I found out how to split one column into two columns without doing anything. Cool. Yeah. There's actually a way to do it. But I just like it that, in that sense, I can sort a little quicker. Okay. And Especially, what, what, by the way, the reason for that, the reason I split it that way is, you know, let's say I have a, a large class with 30 or 40 students, mm-hmm. and sometimes the students forget their student number, and sometimes they put their last name and their first name. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it easier for me to do sorting. But yes. Overall, it's not doesn't matter. One okay. column's and enough, I think, for most people. Yeah, and uh, saves the, you time. Yeah, and you use the word sorting, and, that, and that's where, where my my thing comes in. Um, what you, if you get your data from the uh, from the school, and it's in a particular order, and it might might be by student number, it might be grouped by major, uh, it might have some other, and it might be alpha. Roman alphabetized. It might be by the the Japanese Aiueo order. Mm-hmm. Um, if the university gives you a list, your grades are also going to be in that in that or uh, in that order in that mm-hmm. same order that you give the grades. That may not be the most convenient order for you to work with during the year. Take that list and keep it in the in the university given order, uh, and give your own assign your own numerical. Sequential number to each student: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. to fifty, whatever it is, thirty, forty. Then, what you're able to do in, in in any of these programs is then resort the names, numbers, and so forth. You can do it in alpha order, so that when you're looking for Hashimoto, it's it's for us, it's very easy to look for the H's. Um, whether you, when you're putting in grades, or you like, for example, from student papers, you can alphabetize the student papers, and the they match the alpha order of your spreadsheet. Come the end of the semester, then you resort that group by those numbers that you assigned based on the university order, and boom! Suddenly the, the names are again in the order of the university's spreadsheet, and the numbers are all lined correctly. Yeah, and for those people who are not so familiar with the sorting, just as a way of having your data appear in a certain way based on a certain criteria that you establish, as Tony said. For example, student number, or first name, or last name, or major, or um, 
it's a very, very handy, helpful function. I use it a lot because I'm doing a lot of group work where students are evaluating themselves by groups. No, okay, there, that's evaluated. a real good example. Sure. So I sort a lot by group numbers also. Yeah, assign but, a group number, then you can define them by group, then, you, then it's it, with using the other number to resort on that other number, on the other sequence. Yeah, yeah, it's also, it's very helpful. So, okay, so make sure you add your own number also. Right. It's, yeah. it's helpful. Yeah, very, very helpful. And it's, you don't, you have the numbers there on the left-hand side, but they're really not the way from, they're assigned by the program. You really don't can't do those. much do with them. Those. You those can't are use just row numbers. <laughs> yeah, they're just row numbers. They, they're, they're not useful, so. They're useless. It's, yeah, it seems it seems redundant to add your own numbers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, but leave those numbers you can use. Because then you have student number difference. one, student number two, student number three. And again, for people who haven't used it, because you're putting row number one is usually a header. Right. It's the title of a certain kind of category. And as I mentioned, for me, that's tr that's a case. And then row number two is going to be the date of that assignment. And row number three is how many points. So yeah, row number four three is three or four heading header, one. header rows. Yeah. And you don't want that to happen. Right. Okay. So what else? Um, if you're going to use the, the – uh, again, this is like more like for a first – at the beginning of the semester type of, of arrangement. But if you're going to be using pages and photographs, um, very important that the photos that you put into the spreadsheet are reduced in size. I mean, almost, I mean drastically. Uh, the smaller you can make them and, still, and, and make them still visibly acceptable, uh, the better because if you're talking about a large class and if you're putting with pages, for example, a lot of... Um, uh, sheets, spreadsheets into one larger uh, container document um, that can get really huge and really tax the memory of a machine, especially if you've got an older machine. So if you're going to be using photos and spreadsheets, um, just reduce the size of those photos before you, you import them in. Okay, that's a good... That's yeah, again, I don't huge. use numbers, so yeah. that's not a problem for me, and my spreadsheets are pretty simple. And Right, and do you put a lot of colors in yours, by the way? Because no. you can put lots of colors into spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, I, I know someone that uh, well, when <laughs> she works with her Excel spreadsheets always uses lots of color coding and um, background colors and text colors and all kinds of formatting. I use almost none. Mm. Um, yeah. If it's a problem, I'll, I'll put the, 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 the number in red or something or bold it or something like that or italicize okay. it, but... Uh, don't use a lot of color uh, at all. Yeah, I do. I for the key um, scores. If there's a cumulative score, for example, um, or averages from different activities that need to be put in, then I'll use a background highlight color, or a background color, not a highlight color, but a background color. Okay. The, that's what I. The, the the one thing that I will use background color for is at the end of the semester when I'm doing my grades, uh, and. And you can you can jump in here with the with the formula. When I've got my, I'm at the end of the semester where I'm building my formula, uh, which columns I'm going to be including in that. Whether it's a a sub calculation or a calculation in the final calculation, um, I will code different columns, maybe different colors at the very end. But during the year with the attendance or assignments, uh, almost never. Mm. But well, formulas about at the end—that's something people can do. But yes, let's just assume that you. What? Let's give a. Let's create a hypothetical spreadsheet. Okay, okay? you're cool. going to have a participation grade, <clears throat> classwork homework grade, right? Mm-hmm. 
midterm final grade. Does okay. that sound about right for you? Mm, sure. And and maybe yeah, I, I might have another two or three things. For example, yeah. what would you include maybe? Uh, like a book reports, uh, maybe a presentation, kind of thing like that. That okay. might warrant a separate grade. Okay, because they're big, big, let's say major, maybe big, larger big, big assignments. Score. Yeah. So you can make each one of the, any of the cells that you're going to enter that data, you can make them pink, blue, green, yellow, orange, right? And then it's clear what kind of grade that is. That's one way to use color coding, right? Right. And, um, but what I think, Tony, you might want to explain, it's a good time because you mentioned the interesting word formula, mm. right? Why don't we go in and explain? Because this is really where the spreadsheet really takes off. Okay, so one way to look at it is the spreadsheet's just a, an adding tool, right? You can put all your scores in and then it adds up all the scores for you and you never have to do any of that, you know, clickety-clack with a calculator, Okay. But right. formulas let you, what's the definition of a formula, Tony, and what does it let you do? A definition of a formula. Um, got me. Uh, what you've got in, uh, in the spreadsheet would be uh, uh, some combination of grade, in, in terms of grading things, of scores, grades, and things to, uh, that are combined in a certain way to give you a, a single number. Uh, very simple. For example, if you've got three elements, let's say participation, attendance, uh, and tests, and if you're giving each of them uh, equal equal weight, you've got uh, number eight, you know first number, second number, third number. Add those together and divide by three. You've got the three. And you thought your math class would never be useful after you graduated <laughs> high school, right? There you go. Well, Algebra is helpful. Algebra is, well, when it comes to grades, algebra is... Algebra is great. <laughs> <laughs> I can go back and tell that to my algebra Absolute necessity. Uh, absolutely. You've got to know your Sorry. algebra. So but, and you can have an extra cell. So you've got the, the whatever, whatever three entities you've got, whatever three combinations you've got, whether you've got your homework grade or your attendance grade, um, you've got those three. Let's assume that you have chosen to give them a grade on based on zero to 100, doesn't necessarily need to be so, but let's assume that you do because it's it's kind of easier that way. I find it easier that way. So you've got a attendance grade of seventy, uh, you get a homework grade of like sixty, and you've got a uh, participant grade participant grade of eighty, whatever it might be. You have those three separate scores in the next cell, usually over to the right. You insert a formula, and in that cell you have the value for that first cell, the 70 attendance, plus the uh, homework score of 60, plus the participation score of the test score of, of 80, and all those divided by three. And then in that fourth column, magically, uh, you have the average of those three grades mm. in its most simple form. Now, when you take out your algebra book, then, then you can actually tweak each of those. If you, for example, um, very simply, if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to weight any one of those three uh, twice as much as any of the others, you can just enter it again. So you've got, for example, A3 plus B3 plus C3 plus C3. So now you've got four, and whatever is in that C column, which would be, you know, in, in, in this case, the uh, participation, gets double weight, 
and then divide by 4 because you've got 4 units now rather than 3. And you can play with the weightings of each of those uh, items to reflect the you know your grading policy. That's interesting. You do it differently than I do. Go. Um, yeah, I would take, let's say, so you have your colors. Well, actually, actually and, I do, I do it differently. I do it is, differently too, but that's right. a simple explanation. Is yeah. going are the columns and rows are numbered. So if I have let's say a one, I'd use um, I put everything into parentheses, double there parentheses sometimes. But a one times or triple or percent, mm. I can do that. You can also do that to adjust for the weightings. Yes. But, oh no, absolutely. And I, I, was, I was giving a very very simple example, right. but but that's uh, an interesting yeah. way because that just shows you that there are different ways to do these things, and there's very very simple ways to do it. But um, I'm just going to interrupt for a second, Tony, here because I realized that while you were talking, that one of the real great advantages of using a spreadsheet is that it t takes me away from the tyranny of tens. Okay, good. Right? Is that yeah. I don't have to make quizzes with 10 questions. I don't yeah. have to, you know, be stuck with scores of 100. If I want to give a quiz with seven questions and yeah. give each question one point, I don't have to worry that I have to convert that into some weird kind of decimal figure later. Yeah, yeah. The spreadsheet does everything for me. Yeah, yeah, talking about assumptions. It's like, yeah, it's like you right. work with it for so long. It's just like, yeah, you well, Yeah, that's why to... quizzes were always 10 questions, <laughs> right? Because it's really hard when you're using a calculator to start adding a quiz with 8, 6, 4, 7. Then you have to total up those number of points, and then you have to figure out the total number of points the student have. Instead of being able to go, okay, I have 10 quizzes worth 100 points, and then whatever score the student gets is a percentage of that score. Correct. You don't have to do that or worry about that anymore. Yeah, yeah, the, the and that, by the way, is a great time saver, especially when you want to do pop quizzes. Yeah, and you're coming up with, you know, you're not spending an extra five minutes trying to come up with two or three more questions, so you have an even number of ten questions. Right, so, which which throws it, you know, can throw the validity of the question, the the, the questions and the quiz right. quite yeah. out the window. Exactly. Like, well, yeah, it's like, so yeah, freedom from the tyranny. Of don't worry about them. Okay, the so there are different ways that you can build into the spreadsheet that some scores have more value or less value, or you can give them specific percentages, for example. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's there's four or five different ways to to do this kind of thing, and. As you get more familiar with the spreadsheet, you 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 know you play around, you, you do different things, and there's different ways of doing it. Um, it can get very very complex, and I, and I err very frequently on the on the side of excess complexity. Um, but um, yeah, simply. But as, as you work with it, you'll figure out what works best for you. you know, right. You know, and there's little tricks your, too that I've learned, um, <clears throat> and one of those is learning to divide by decimals. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is that if I have a score, let's say there's a total of 100 points and a student gets 70, most people will divide the total points of the student, 70, by 100, and then you end up with a 0.7. Uh -huh. And then you have to convert that score into like a numerical yeah, a score second calculation, of yeah. I think is how most people would do it. Right. Little trick is divide by 0.1. Right. right. And then the number just gets... You know, produced in a non-decimal figure. It's already been reduced, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's little things, and as I say, though, it's it takes time to learn these. Okay, and so as you as you get more and more, oh, go ahead. We, we can enter formulas, right? Right. And formulas are incredibly valuable by giving us the freedom to weigh different grades very easily in 
and fine tune those those grades, right? Right. So one presentation can be more worth more than another. And basically, by the way, for formulas, it's when you enter a formula, you type in the equal sign, right? And that's the key. And basically, all you're doing in the formula is telling the computer that a certain cell is going to consist of a certain group of mathematical functions. And the yeah, equal it, sign it tells is the like, way to do it. Yeah, and if the equal sign says, hey, computer, formula, wrong, formula usually coming. the computer, the software, the program will tell you that there was an error and help you find it. Yeah. That's yeah. very nice. You'll find that out real soon. Right. So, okay. <laughs> so formulas are incredibly helpful, and you can have your final formula, which adds up all the key scores and averages them out. And then you can even kick out a grade, and you can even kick it out to boost the grade or send the points up or send the points down by a certain amount or even um, by percentage, right? Right. So if you find your grades yeah, are easy. skewed too yeah. low... You can easily have the machine multiply do that. The, multiply you. times, you know, one hundred and two percent or one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, and amongst the formulas that are really useful, by the way, is that it's figuring out your your mean scores and your standard deviations, which I found I find unbelievably helpful when making grades. Oh yeah, and sure. giving so a yeah, any, distribution of my grades. Yeah, any set of numbers you can easily, very easily get the median, you get the average, you get the standard deviation, get all kinds of all kinds of data right there immediately and and effortless. Right, and you can see whether or not your grading scale or the the rubric you're using, for example, is an effective rubric. And you get that right away without having to add all those scores together on your calculator. And, yeah, by the way, go ahead and try to figure out standard deviation on a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> if you could still remember the formula, right? Yeah, I'm incredible. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very useful tool. And uh, step me you know, very basic again. Something that you know, someone working with spreadsheets for the first time might. You know, we're talking about formulas, applying formulas and things. But um, uh, when you are, are working with, like for example, a list of students, you do the put the formula in once in one cell, and then to apply it to the to every student in that list, you just click on that cell once, and then just uh, grab grab it in the lower right hand corner and just drag down and in that column th that same formula will be applied to all the data to the left of it as you go down all the columns that you've selected that are affected by that formula magically appear not only the data but also if it's a, another formula for example if you've already done the the average or the standard deviation for a given column you go back down those calculations also get uh, copied and uh, applied as well mm. big time saver this is the magical fill function for yeah. those people who haven't really used it yet, and Tony, you're so right, right? If I have a, if I have a class of thirty students, and let's say I'm adding together their presentation scores, and I want the average of all their presentation scores, I order the, I I put that formula in one time, and then with the magical use of the mouse and highlighting a column, all the scores automatically get filled in. Right? You don't have to enter each score. And if you're not convinced to use an Excel spreadsheet after that description, then I'm sorry, it's impossible to sell you anything. <laughs> That's one of the magical things is the fill function. The other thing that a lot of people aren't aware of that might be there, and this is especially helpful for if you're one of those people who give, for example, weekly quizzes or a weekly homework or a grade every week and then other things that where you get, start filling up your columns, um, and especially if you've got um, a smaller screen, like if you're working on a notebook or an 11-inch MacBook Air, um, freezing the columns. 
Ah, yeah. Which allows you to um, freeze, um, for example, the the left. You know, if you're looking at a spreadsheet, the leftmost columns. Let's say the, it's student the, the, numbers, right? The student numbers and the student names, uh, the, the the assigned numbers that we were talking about. Those things, just select those columns or column or columns, freeze them, and then as you want to view the data that goes farther to to the right of your screen, uh, the data will kind of move over to the left underneath. Uh, the columns that you quote unquote frozen, and you can froze freeze them horizontally and vertically, and or so. For example, the the headings uh, of the different columns they will float across. Sometimes you want them to move. Sometimes you want them to stay put. Mm. Right. So basically, what you're saying is that I can freeze the student number, last name, first name columns. Right. And that there's a little bar at the bottom, for example. And if I want to find out if the student in row, you know, what the student's grade for row number 20 is, and the column is way, way, way over to the right. Right. I just can drag that little bar and it'll bring up the score for me. That's right. Yeah. I tend to use, by the way, hide and unhide a lot. Hmm. Right? To keep my grade sheets really simple. And, and by the way, hide just means that you can highlight a list of columns, and then mm. when you click hide, they just don't show up. They're still there. Right. And they're, a really important thing, it took me a while to realize this, is they still go into the calculations, too. You don't have to sure. unhide them. Right, you just can't see them. They're you still just there can't see still them, active. but they're still there. And that's really nice when you're doing grades, because you, if you're, especially if you're putting everything on one spreadsheet, all the attendance stuff, can just, you don't need to see that they, whether or not they were here on October 15th. That's gone. You have one attendance grade, and it's all that really matters come January. Yeah, and in many ways, freezing and hiding are very similar. They accomplish the same thing. They just make it easier for you to enter a score. Hmm. And to see what what you got. Right. Mm -hmm. So, again, like I'll have a spreadsheet. It'll have the students' numbers on the left side. Let's say there's 25 students in the class. And I'll probably have 25 to 30 columns of data entered. And it's really difficult to follow across that line to find out what that student's grade was on that day. So if a student comes in and says, hey, you know, what what was my quiz grade for quiz number eight? You know, I don't have to look at the column number or the row number and highlight the row number and then um, what's what scroll to find that piece of information. Right. So hide and unhide, very valuable. And yeah, the freeze the, the, the column or freeze the row really makes things really nice. One of the the tips that I know that that you th- that you told me about that really nice is um, the control of the uh, return and the enter key. Mm. A real simple thing that starts off with the preferences, right? Right. Usually, enter goes down. I think in Excel, right? Right. The return key. So if I mm. enter into column row number one and I click enter, it'll go to row number two. Right. Okay. Yeah. So for, I don't know how other people are, but let me give an example. I have my students do presentations. So one of the classes is there's like five or six or seven presentations. And I always have my students presenting individually and evaluating each other and evaluating themselves. So when I get this, the evaluation paper back, I have something like six pieces of data I have to enter for one student number. Hmm. So what I'll do to make my life easy is I'll just go into the preferences, for example, of Excel and Mac. You go to preferences and you can look for um, the controls and you can set the enter key to move right mm. when you hit it. And that's really very, very, very helpful. And 
So you can do that. And do you know that there's a, a weird trick that I sometimes use and sometimes don't where you highlight a certain set of columns? Mm-hmm. And I forget exactly what the function is because I haven't done it in a while. And it's great that once you hit the return key, so let's say you've set the return key to go right. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the end of that area that you've highlighted, it will then, when you hit it, the return key, it goes to the next, the beginning of the next row where you've set it to go. Mm. And I forget what that's called. So if anyone out there remembers that, I used to use it a lot, recently haven't, but if you're entering a lot of scores, it's very useful. But yeah, set up the enter key to move the way you want. Spreadsheets are very flexible that way. And while we're talking about this, Tony, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna suggest to people that if people are going to use spreadsheets and you're using a laptop, spend the extra money on a numerical keypad or a regular keyboard. Oh yeah. Because it's just, it's, you you don't, you will not want to enter. You will hate using spreadsheets if you use a laptop keyboard. Yeah. I think that's an important thing. Yeah, you really need the numerical. You need the numerical keypad because you're suddenly. Yeah, whether it's numerical only, whether it's a whole other keyboard. As long as it has the numerical keypad somewhere in it. Yeah, otherwise you go crazy. Yeah, Yeah. and you'll find, by the way, after a while that you're able to enter the data without even looking. Yeah, yeah. You get get moving after a while. Like an an accountant. (laughs) Okay, so I'm thinking, so we've covered formulas, setting it up so you can work in it the way you want. We talked about drag and click for filling, freezing, averaging, weighting. What other things do you think we need to talk about? There's one, one small, one of these, another little input tip that both, um, I think that both Pages and Excel do, and, and then I'm, I'm sure by extension the other ones as well, is that um, the, the, the apps are, are pretty smart. And for example, if when you're doing uh, input of um, scores or grades, or whatever they might be, if you, for example, are putting in two or three things at the same time, you get to um, you know, Yoshi Kawasaki and you type in um, you know 65 for one hit tab go to the next you know it'll move to the right and you put in you know 89 and then tab you know 74 if you hit return or enter there's the app is smart enough it will move down one row and back to the column of the first input that you did yeah, that's Assuming, what I was talking about just yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, right. that'll do it, but it'll, it'll do it by itself. It's, it's, it's smart huh, enough to really? do that. Yeah. I don't think Excel does that. You have to I define I, the area you want it to work in. Oh, I think, no, I think that, that does it by itself. Really? Some, yeah. I mean, okay, so Excel's smarter than me, and I'm not smart enough to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I didn't have to, it was doing it on its own. I didn't have to define it. Really? Huh. You were using Excel, or is that in numbers? Got me. I think they both do it. I think okay. they both do it because so, I use them both, and I and I don't remember which one I was working in. But I was pleasantly surprised to see that they were. It was for men. It was it was ahead of me, so that was nice. Okay, hmm. that's really okay. Good. Any other uh, little hints for little people? stuff? I don't think so. I think I'm kind of tapped out. I mean, there's all kinds of you know odd little things you can you can do in terms of uh, you know of, of course everything is customizable, right? In terms of you know font and size and what you're going to do. Um, Again, working with the sh- different sheets, that gets a little bit more complicated. Uh, and I don't, you know, we really don't have the time to do that. But um, yeah, think about in you know, advance whether you want to your preference, right? Whether you want whether you want to work on one really big spreadsheet, you want to work with multiple uh, sheets that are all kind of somehow connected and, and uh, 
the data is shared in things. Um, it's one of those cart, you know, heart, uh, horse before the cart type things or chicken and egg where you don't know how you're going to work with it until you've worked with it for a while. You know, right. what feels good and what works and what doesn't for you and until you've done it. Right. You know, where does the, where does this chair go? Where does the couch go? Well, I don't know. I haven't lived here yet, so. And yeah, and people will learn things. I mean, one of the things to be careful, though, this is a, a warning, is that if you create a formula, let's say, that averages 10 scores, then you try to copy the information in that column and paste it into a, another spreadsheet, uh, you will one, yeah. have trouble. That's the, the reference hash mark, right? Yeah. And what you yeah what you want to do is when you um, paste paste is you have it don't just paste hit right click or uh, control click or alt click go to the menu or go to the menu bar and what you want to paste is paste value mm. and that's under paste special I think yeah and in Excel it's under paste special special right so you just want to paste like and it gives you a bunch of choices you'll see it'll you know paste the the formatting, paste this, paste that. What you want is paste the value. That'll just give you the number. Right. Otherwise, what it'll do is it'll paste the formula, and then it'll look on that spreadsheet for the the, the cells on which that formula is based, and it's going to give you this other bizarro number. Or it'll or just say reference doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, if, if there's nothing right. there, it's just yeah. it's, it's lost. Okay. And while we're talking about this, and just before we wind up, um, which is that the the... Usually it's under the edit menu. At the top you go edit, paste, special. Especially true if you, for example, get a digital version of your your roster, your student roster. Mm -hmm. I find out that a lot of times when I am pasting the student number or the names or something, you get the the gibberish stuff. The uh, mojibake. Mojibake, right? And, mm. Or sometimes I get those funny little white squares and things like that. Mm -hmm. And the key there is you go to edit, paste, special, and unformatted text. And there you go. There you go. Everything goes in really nicely. Nice That's, tip because a lot, it drives a lot of people crazy. Yeah, and the easy way, all you got to do is unformatted text, and it usually goes in beautifully. And that's a real uh, lifesaver yeah. for me. So yeah, so often you'll you'll get the um, the spreadsheets, the Excel spreadsheets from the university, and you'll you'll open up and they'll just be unreadable. Mm. Yeah. Especially and if so, you're using the import function, yeah. and then you have to choose which type of Japanese um, font it is, right? Uh huh. So the edit paste special, just when you want to paste values in, is very useful when you're pulling scores out, and also for the formatting. Yeah, okay. strip all the format. Last thing. Plain text. Go. Last thing, and you know where I'm going with this one. Once you choose and once you commit to using a spreadsheet for your grades, you are now committed to backing up your machine and backing up your data. And if you don't, you deserve everything that happens to you because there are two kinds of people in the world, people who have lost data and people who will lose data or data, right? You got it. So you got to back up, and there are many, many ways to back up. Make separate copies of your file, put it onto an external hard drive. But what I recommend, and I think what you recommend, and we both swear by it, and most people we know swear by is Dropbox. It's a it's a it's a great tool, but I'll also say that Dropbox by itself is not sufficient. One backup mm -hmm. is not backing up. Mm. That's ah, totally explain that to people. <laughs> it's one backup is is the same thing as no backup. 
um, because you, you can't just rely on one. And it, and this is true whether you're doing it in data or paper. I think we it's easier for us to you know deal with like physical objects and pieces of paper and things that we understand it's there, it's not there. It's visible, it's tangible. We can touch it. It's we know that it's there, it's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're talking about uh, digital information, um, one is not enough. Things happen. Doesn't matter whether you know whether it's Mac or a PC or whether it's paper or a digital file. Things happen. You need more than one. So, yeah, Dropbox. Yeah, we both swear by it. We rely on it. I'm. I'll, I'll bet a million dollars that's not Charles's only backup. Well, what else do you use? Okay, because I use Dropbox, and I then double that up against SugarSync. Um, right, and I don't have I everything, everything on sugar. I got some things on SugarSync. So I've got drives. everything on. I've got a thing. My my hard drive. My. On, on my machine, my main machine, I have Dropbox. I have a nightly backup to uh, an external hard drive. And every two weeks or every three weeks, I take that backup and back it up onto uh, another hard drive. Mm. Um, so I have, uh, and uh, I'm not sure what iCloud is doing. iCloud might have something there too, but uh, I'm not trusting iCloud for anything yet. Okay. For in terms of backup, but it, they, they, I might be able to retrieve things from there as well, um, and so Dropbox for sure, um, possibly on iCloud, for sure everything is backed up on this small external hard drive that I have, and I can go back two or three weeks to another complete backup on my I mean my whole system, my whole machine, all my data uh, on another hard drive, and I can go back another, and I have another hard drive uh, that goes back every couple of months, so. You need more than just the one. Mm-hmm. You need it. You need it. You need it. Yeah. Well, the, this is where Dropbox is great. If you're someone like myself who you know, I'm moving between Conto <clears throat> and Consci, so I've got my office machine, and then I've got my portable machine, and then I've got another computer in the house. The great thing is, is that Dropbox stores everything locally on each machine. Also, Dropbox lets you go to previous versions which yes. is very, very helpful. If you go to the website, it'll, it actually keeps previous versions up to a certain number. But the thing you know, that little, yeah, let, Let's explain ahead. that a little bit more because they, they, they might not appreciate it. Previous versions. So that means if, for example, you, you've got something. Let's, let's say a student sends you an assignment and it's in a folder. You take it and it's in a folder on your desktop. You delete his email. It's not, so you don't label the folder correctly. You throw the folder away. Weekend's over. You, Monday morning comes like, well, where's that stuff? It's gone. Where is it? It's gone. It's <laughs> it's dead. If you have Dropbox, you go to Dropbox, you can find it. It'll keep the versions of stuff that you've thrown away. You mm. can go back in time. It's it's a lifesaver. Especially like Word documents. You're writing something and you realize you don't like what you've done and you think that the previous version was better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, if students submit extra copies, right, first draft, second draft, and you don't keep the second draft or the first draft separate. But that's a really useful thing. But the other thing I just want to suggest to people is that one of the things that most people don't do is keep an off-site backup. Hmm. Very important. We live in the, in the world's most seismically active country, okay, which means that you remember the, the Kobe quake. Oh, do right. I? I know. I know um, <laughs> people who lost their houses. Everything was gone. That would in be fact, me. Um, I think there was an earthquake. Not one of the big ones, but someone had an earthquake and so- something fell on his uh, his computer, and his computer was attached to an external hard drive that he used to back up. 
and I think something fell on it, okay? And both the computer and the hard drive were destroyed. And the person said, but I was backing up. Yeah. And so this is kind of as easy as, um, by the way, just every couple of weeks for your documents file, which I'm assuming that that's what's most valuable for people, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a teacher, we're talking just mainly about your teaching documents, is pop a CD in or a DVD, rewritable <clears throat> or non-rewritable, make a copy of your dad and send it to a friend outside of Japan. Or, or, or keep it at one of your schools. Or keep it at a different site somewhere, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but anywhere. Backing yeah. up, backing up, backing up. There's just, it's non-negotiable. There, again, people have either had hard drive crashes or they will have hard drive crashes, I think. Okay. I think we've covered a lot. I think so. Yeah. Other, if anyone's still awake, wake up. Wake up. Hello. <laughs> wake hello. Wake this up. one's pretty dry. Right? <laughs> spreadsheets are over. Break, yeah, wake up. Thank God wake this up. one's over. Wake I'm up. never going to listen to these guys again <laughs> talking about spreadsheets. My God, why don't they talk about root canal work? Yeah. But, well... End of the year, man. But actually, this we should point out that this podcast does um, has resulted from an email we received. Yeah, somebody actually I forget who was it. Number I don't yeah I don't remember either. But yeah, it was ago, actually requested. Said we would you please do bit. something on spreadsheets and how you set them up? Give us some real yeah, nuts some basics, and bolts right? and stay away from the abstract highfalutin topics. And so we are responding to our listenership here. And that was our shot at it. <laughs> uh, that was our attempt at it, right? It's pretty so Merry difficult Christmas. to make Excel interesting, don't you think? Merry Christmas. But I think that's the point, is it's dull. It's boring. It's the worst part of our teaching I know who it responsibilities, was. Okay, entering so data, right? Merry Christmas, Denise. That was Denise that asked for that. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go, down. Denise. We hope we answered some of your questions there and didn't put you to sleep. And Tony, so this is our wait. wait this is our last of the year. What, what, what episode number is this? Seventeen. Seventeen. So we've done seventeen of these, right? Yeah, okay. Mr. Algebra. Wait, yeah, but... I'm wrong. wait. We've done sixteen. <laughs> We're working on the seventeenth. I need a, I need a spreadsheet. <laughs> Mr. For my Formulas. Thinking. And it's our one before Christmas, right? Yeah, this is it. This is it. Our, the last one of the year. The last of the year. So first off, we should wish everybody happy holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah and any other over. holidays that people yeah, are Kwanzaa. celebrating, Oshogats and <laughs> New Year's and, right? Yeah. And yeah. we right have a little present. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about these, uh, these uh, wonderful... Um, Dropbox things. So yeah, Dropbox, these wonderful Dropbox. So we've got um, a handful of... Uh, extra giveaways here for some extra storage so it's like well yeah it's like i got dropbox but my stuff doesn't fit there okay well good you send us a line we'll give you some more room oh, but it's about two gigs i don't remember but it's like that yeah it's like two gigs of space right. which is a lot of which is a lot of data but it's if you're if you're only looking at documents and oh, spreadsheets that's a lot of spreadsheets yeah if you're talking about mo <laughs> movies or, or photos and stuff, it's not even up, a but... movie <laughs> it's not even a movie but spreadsheets are great and uh Okay, so if people want to get in touch with us, it's two teachers talking at gmail.com. We need some jingle bells here. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Let me see. Can I make a sound? Let me see. Hold on. Bells? Ah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, it's a pretty cheap bell. That's my pen against my coffee cup. <laughs> and so two teachers talking at gmail.com. And if you want uh, to enter the drawing for the Dropbox, please just send us uh, an email with Dropbox 
in the subject line. There you go. And a little message saying hi and tell us whether or not we put you to sleep during this episode. <laughs> okay. And we're two teachers talking. We're on iTunes. And our website is, Tony? Uh, TwoTeachersTalking.com. Okay. All right. So I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Tony. Thank you, Charles. You too. Merry Christmas, Happy Year to you and the family. Yeah, and I'm going to struggle as hard as I can to get all my work done this week so that I can do some reading of my own over the next two weeks after school's finished, but I know how hopeless and useless that's going to be. Yeah, well, good luck. Right? Okay, so thanks again, and at the end of 2012, our final podcast of the year, and we'll look forward to talking to you in 2013 hopefully if the Mayan apocalypse doesn't occur <laughs> how many more days do we have um, about two more weeks right I don't know no yeah. or is it, no, is it already no, I think passed it's next week no no what's, what's today today is uh, you know, I think uh, oh it's past man it was it was yesterday the Mayan apocalypse was yesterday yeah it was the 21st no wonder I can't remember anything from there you go so anyway we're safe Okay, we're safe, we're safe. Another <laughs> prediction. But there was, by the way, unbelievably funny is that close flyby of an asteroid mm. that nobody knew about except for like three or four days before the flyby, right? Did you yeah, read about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so actually the bias are kind of close. I guess. Maybe. Or just, <laughs> or just somebody's <laughs> a shot across the bow. You might want to pay yeah. more attention to mystical revelations. I don't know. But... Tony, you be well. Thanks a lot. And regards to all your family and to all our listeners. Happy holidays. Yo-Yo Toshio. Happy New Year. And we hope that 2013 is a great year for everyone and their family, their friends, and their acquaintances. Okay, so Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Okay, thanks. Bye now.